I had planned to continue the series on prayer. I began last week, and I'm really anxious to do that. But I just feel led to do something a little differently today. And that is, I just want to uh, continue the emphasis and the message that Bart and Ronnie shared in their testimony. And that is that all things, this is from Romans 8, 28, all things, even the bad things, now, all things aren't good. There's some things that are very, very bad. But if you're God's child, Romans 8, 28 says, for we know this, and boy, once you know this, once this settles down in your spirit, we know this, that all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28, and Romans 8.31 just puts an exclamation mark behind that verse. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? I attended, along with some of our members yesterday, Autumn Friedel's mom's funeral service. She was a wonderful Christian. She taught children. At Bellevue Baptist Church for years, she went on one mission trip after another. In fact, they had some excerpts that they showed uh, from some of the uh, people that she had ministered to in Africa and different places, giving testimony about her yesterday. It uh, was a sad time, but as Roger Webb, who was there also, mentioned to me a few moments ago, it, it was almost like a revival as well. And uh, she was just in her 50s and a very active Christian, and she uh, contacted some kind of rare uh, brain disease, and they didn't know what was happening at first, and then they found out about this rare disease. And about a week and a half later, she passed away. But the minister said that she had highlighted in her Bible uh, this verse from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And so it's almost as though she knew in the midst of this sickness she was going to a much better place. I'm telling you, if you are God's child, no matter what comes your way, if you will focus on him and loving him, God will take a lemon and make lemonade out of it. And to me, that's what Romans 8, 28 is. Bart, I was so moved when you led us to sing that song, We Are Standing on Holy Ground. And then when you led us to do it uh, without any music, I was especially touched. And I want to share with you a personal testimony about one of my children. And uh, then we'll close. Uh, my daughter, wow, what a wonderful daughter. Uh, she's almost sweet as her little 20-month-old granddaughter, but not quite. And by the way, Marcia and I kept that 20-month-old granddaughter last night and 
I was reminded again of why God gives little children to younger people. I don't know what time you got to sleep last night, but Ziggy, that's my dog, and I got to sleep at 1 a.m. My daughter uh, is a precious child, and she received Christ and trusted him as her Savior when she was about seven or eight years old. I I still remember well she had gone to bed, and uh, Marsha and I were still up, and she got up, and she came into the den where we were sitting, and she says, it's time for me to receive Christ. And she was amazing. She, uh, she shared her faith, and she uh, was just born a leader. And uh, in fact, today she is uh, the nursing administrator over the uh, emergency department at Baptist Hospital. And uh, she can handle that well. She's like her mother. I think she has a gift of organization and administration. And I talk to her almost every day, and she never fails to say, uh, I love you, Dad. Oh, my goodness. We have just a wonderful relationship today. But when she was about 16, she had her first boyfriend. Bad, bad. And... uh, We liked him, but then when uh, she was closer to uh, 16 and a half or so, uh, they broke up. And I'm telling you, my daughter took a nosedive. She began to uh, let her grades slip. She was an excellent basketball player, high scorer, and uh, she quit sports and... uh, Uh, She began to hang out with, uh, I think, uh, the wrong crowd. And the next thing we knew, she was drinking and uh, even doing drugs. And it got to the place I didn't even recognize her anymore. Uh, She ran away from home uh, when she was uh, 17, was gone three days and three nights. We alerted the Memphis police the Shelby County Sheriff's Department, uh, the Tennessee Highway Patrol, and the Mississippi Highway Patrol. And uh, I sat in a chair looking at the front door just with an open Bible for three days and three nights. And God really spoke to me and blessed me and encouraged me uh, during that time and gave me a scripture that set me free, and that is where Jesus said, you must love me more than a mother or father or son or daughter or husband and wife. See, all things work together for good to those who love God. And the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Love him more than anyone else, and you'll find that you'll be loving your family and your friends with a stronger love than you ever loved them before. Well, uh, finally we found her, and she came home, and she was so out of control. Uh, I remember one day she was grounded, and uh, (laughs) she had a friend to call, and said, it's for you, Dad. And when I went to answer the phone, she grabbed the car keys and ran away in the car. I'm telling you, it was a nightmare. It really was. 
And so we ended up putting her in a Christ-centered drug rehab program. It was called Second Chance. It was brought here uh, by Central Church years ago. And oh my goodness, it was such a wonderful program. And uh, through that program, uh, my daughter uh, was absolutely set free from drugs, kind of rediscovered a childhood that she had lost, and, uh, and things really changed. But at every meeting, we'd meet every week, the parents and the children would stay there uh, until they reached a certain point of improvement. And they would all be sitting up front in a choir loft type thing, and uh, we would have an opportunity. They call it open mic night to just share something briefly with them, and uh, then afterwards uh, they could talk with us. But at every one of those meetings, Bart, we opened the meeting by standing and singing, You Are Standing on Holy Ground. We didn't have a pianist or an organist or, I guess, even a guitarist. And, uh, boy, that song is special for my wife and I for that time. But as she progressed in the program, she became a counselor, too, there. And so we became a part of helping other girls who, uh, oh, my goodness, they came from some horrible, horrible situations and uh, we would keep them in our home at night and carry them to the program in the morning. And uh, they would have someone like my daughter who was further along in the program to keep an eye on them. We had to put locks on all of the windows. It was unbelievable because some of them, if they had an opportunity, they would be gone uh, at the blink of an eye. And I guess I'm saying that to say this. Oh, I can remember. And I was pastoring a church during some of those earlier, darker days with my daughter before she got well. And I can remember sitting there. I'm glad we finally quit sitting up here. Aren't you? Boy, I was taught, you know, in seminary, uh, when you sit up there and don't dare cross your legs, they might see your skin. Oh, my goodness, the unpardonable sin. But uh, I'm glad we can sit there now. And I can remember on Sundays, Marsh and I would sit there and during the song service and the worship service. So often, you know, the tears would just flow. It just looked so dark. It looked so dismal. But the prodigal child came home. And what a blessing she has been. And I wouldn't take anything. God does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I would not take anything for the experience we had of keeping those girls in our home. And, and seeing how God worked in most of their lives. I wish I could tell you God, uh, they allowed God to work in all of their lives. Uh, one of them uh, later on committed suicide and uh, they didn't all have a happy ending but most of them did now I had certainly not planned to share this today but that's what I feel led to share and uh, I'm just trusting that with the testimony of Bart and, and Ronnie even though she didn't speak it's her testimony too that there are some folks here today 
that just need to be encouraged and need to know that if you are God's child, our great God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God loves you. If this hand could stand for God and he's perfect, he loves us and created us in his image if this hand could stand for us to be his children and have a relationship with him and to reflect his glory. But he didn't make us like robots. And we all have chosen to sin. If I could just let this billfold stand for sin. Uh, this hand, God, and he's perfect. This hand, us, and we've chosen sin. And God loves us, but God hates sin. God wants us to be his children and go to heaven, but sin cannot enter the fellowship of a perfect God, and sin cannot enter into a perfect heaven. So what are we going to do? I'm glad God didn't just love us. He so loved us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, fully God but fully man. He identified with us. He lived the kind of life we ought to live as humans, but we've all failed to live. He never sinned. And because he never sinned, he was the only one worthy to take our sin. I could not die and pay for your sin. Why? I got my own sin to pay for. But he could. And because he was man, he could die for our sins. And because he was God, he could cover the whole human race. And three days later, he did something that no other religious leader has ever done. He rose from the grave, proving he was the son of God and proving that God accepted his sacrifice for our sin. Now that's the gospel, which means what? Good news. No matter who you are today, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through, if you want God to be your God, you can accept his son Christ as your savior today, just like I did in 1968. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Will you never have problems? Oh, you're going to have some problems. But will your God cause even those kind of things to work together for good? I had my heart broken. Not only a parent would understand this. Those of you that are parents, I had my heart broken when my daughter acted as she did. But I'm telling you, God is the healer of broken hearts. But it's not enough just to know these things. You must make that decision to receive Christ. I, I can know that if we had a chair up here, uh, it would hold me up. I could sing songs about it. I could worship and bow before it. But until I actually rest my weight upon it, it's not holding me up. And so today I ask you, have you had that time that you have placed the weight of your soul and your life into the hands of Christ who loves you, died for you, and rose from the grave. It's not about rules. It's not about religion. It is about a relationship with the living God that you'll never, ever, ever get over. So we're going to change the invitation, and we're going to sing Holy Ground again. All right? I might as well let you know now I'm given sometimes to change on the spur of the moment. Okay? Let's stand together. Bart will know how to lead us. 
Brother Gary's going to be standing down here. I'm going to be standing down here. And if you need to come today, we're not asking you to join the church. If that's what God's leading you to do, we'd love to have you. But if you need to come today, sometimes you don't need to walk down an aisle every church service you go to, but sometimes you need to nail down a stake and you need to say, you know, January the 8th, beginning of a new year and God spoke to my heart and it is the beginning of a new life for me and if you'd like to come today and uh, just share your commitment with us and let us just briefly pray for you as you come or if you'd like to talk to us after this service we'd be delighted to counsel with you alright let's sing